Selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happier. Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? <laughs> All kinds of stuff. And I just I just started to think, you know, as we're starting to Q4, we've just kind of creeping into fall. It's the fall classic. I haven't dropped any sports things in a long time, but fall means playoffs. Fall means it's World exciting. Series. Go Dodgers. I just had to say it. I had to get off my chest. Sorry, everyone. Just roll with it because it's the fall. You're going to hear a lot about this over the coming episodes. I'm confident we record these a little bit in advance. So this is all a bit of a mystery. Larry, you've got a very positive mindset, which is exactly what oh, we're going to talk great about up. today, which is fantastic. We've got Cynthia Barnes in the house. This is going to be an amazing conversation. And as we get started, wow, we are just weeks away from the Breakthrough Sales Leaders Retreat. Larry, I can't wait for this. It's going to be so fun. October 20th, you, me, Dave Sanderson, special guests, an incredible group of sales leaders. What could go better than that? Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, one full day of bringing sales leaders together to help sales leaders help their salespeople break through through Q4 into 2023. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to get the mindset, the skill set, the tool set all with a 100-day breakthrough leadership plan. I am so excited about it. If you're not already signed up, if you're a sales leader, you got to come join us. It's BreakthroughSalesRetreat.com. BreakthroughSalesRetreat.com. Come hang out with us. This is going to be something you're going to be really, really grateful for. Larry, as we are right here in the middle of Q4, uh, the way we look at, at, at the expectations we have for the rest of the year is critical. And so today's guest is going to coach us, and I am so excited to welcome to the podcast, Cynthia oh. Barnes. Cynthia, welcome. It's great to have you here. <laughs> Thank you so much. I am thrilled and so excited for this conversation. I've been looking for I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Hey, just a quick special shout out to Jackie Joy. Jackie oh, yeah. Joy, we love you because I met Cynthia through Jackie Joy. She's amazing amazing oh, yeah. and such an asset to your organization. Thank you. Oh, we love Jackie, our head coach, and she's a phenomenal gift. And by the way, here we are. We're right at the beginning of National Women in Sales Month. That's awesome. Thanks for all the work you're doing in that area with the association. It's just incredible. Thank you. Thank you. We have a lot of fun, um, a lot of hard work, and the return on the investment of our time and our energies is second to none. So thank you. Oh, wonderful. Well, as we get started, you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers. And Cynthia, that question is simply, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Selling from the heart is completely taking self out of selling. 
And it's really hard because as sales professionals, we have quotas, we have dreams, we have goals, we have the ambitions, we have that new Brahmin purse that we want, we have those <laughs> new Michael Kors shoes that we want, things like that. However, there was an old quote that said, if you focus enough on helping enough people get where they want to go, you will ultimately get where you want to go. So selling from the heart to me means being selfless, being a servant. And then ultimately knowing that when I put good out there, the universe rewards me tenfold. Oh, this is so good. But mm -hmm. I, I want to camp on this just for a second, if we can, Cynthia, because you bring up selfless. And um, I live by that mantra it, I have for my whole career. I know Daryl is as well and you as well, Cynthia. That's just where to, where to walk us through just through your lens. Where do people struggle with this? I'm, I'm just curious as um, – Everyone goes, yeah, you know, I get that, Cynthia, right? But, right, we have to fill in all the excuses. But where do people go wrong and how can they course correct on this? I think the number one thing people do wrong is they forget that a closed fist can't receive. Oh. When you hold on to your blessings so tightly for fear that you're going to lose them, you miss the opportunity to get more of them. So if you can think of the analogy, if I open my fist and let the world in to receive the blessings that I've been, that have been bestowed upon me, then I am open to receiving more. That's the key. We are blessed so that we can be a blessing, right? Oh, I love this. Hey, Daryl, you're on mute. And that's a great transition into our conversation today. <laughs> Uh, Cynthia, that's great. This is real, real world this podcast real. right here, folks. This is live. Uh, so this is a good transition into the conversation about mindset and and what what does it take to be in the top one percent? Our listeners, we've got a great elite group of sales professionals all over the world listening to this. Um, and I love your take on on what it takes to be in the top one percent. It's a little different than what we think, isn't it? Yes. Uh, you've got to stop kicking your own butt. You really do. You, you really do. It's, it's developing the mindset of, I am worthy of reaching the top 1%. I am willing to accept all the good, the bad, and the ugly that comes with being in the top 1%. But before we even get there, we've got to think about the, Brian Tracy talks about a, a law of, if you are a $100,000 per year earner, and you dip below that $100,000 potential by nine or by 10%. Let's say that you're on track to hit $100,000, but then you know what? Something happens and you're now your income is at $90,000 a year. Your mind will scramble to get you back to $100,000. Natural. The reverse is true as well. If you are at 110 or 10% above that 100,000, your mind will self-sabotage to get you back to $100,000 a year because your self-concept says, I'm a $100,000 a year earner. We put limits upon ourselves based upon what we believe we are worth. 
The same thing holds true. If you think that you're a $100,000 earner and your quarter starts in January and you hit that $100,000 by March, you will do nothing until January of next year. Our self-concept is so important to whether or not we perform And a lot of people don't realize that you have to see yourself earning $250,000 a year, $500,000 a year, or else you will self-sabotage to stay right where you are. Oh, this, this is so good because prior to us, you know, kicking this podcast off, we were just talking and, you know, some of the great ones. And if you go back 80 and 90 and 100 plus years ago, they're all talking about the same thing. I'm talking of the Andrew Carnegie's and the Rockefellers, right? The Fords, Einstein, they all talked about the power of mindset. So that's it. as we continue this, coach us along the way, how could somebody who's struggling possibly with some self-worth and their mindset walk us through what they can do differently to start their day off? I'm, I'm just curious some of your thoughts on this. First thing I want you to do every single morning you wake up is to make a list of five things that you're grateful for every single day because your, your gratitude sets yourself up for success throughout the day. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. It's a mindset shift and you are consistently programming your brain to be in gratitude mode. Second thing I want you to do is to make a list of 10 reasons why you are great at your job. And it's not being braggadocious. It's it's telling yourself, reminding yourself, you know what? I am great at prospecting. I am great at closing. I am great. Sure, there may be opportunities, but let's start filling our minds with the reasons why we are grateful for and for the things that we are good at. Then the next thing I want you to do is to get some data behind why you think you're great at prospecting. Because sales is one of those professions where we get rejected 99.9% of the time. (laughs) Yet we get up every morning and we do it again. I don't know if we're buttons for punishment or what. But if you have that list, a data-backed list that says, I'm great at prospecting and here are five points to prove that, you now start to improve your self-worth, your self-esteem, and your self concepts to believe, you know what? It's not as bad as I think. And I am capable of more. I love it. I love it. It reminds me, Larry brought baseball into this conversation earlier. I mean, no baseball player that bats 300 would get up to the plate and go, I'm terrible. That's amazing. And when we start to get (laughs) data behind the results that we're able to drive, you know, all of a sudden you realize, I love this. I love this a lot. And, And when it comes to changing that thermostat, what are some other things you can do? Because I think you're spot on with that, right? Your level of self-worth, you're always going to come back to that. You're always going to, that's going to be your equilibrium. What else can you do to kind of raise that, raise the temperature on that, raise the setting on your thermostat? Realize that your goals are not enough. If your goals were enough that everyone who starts January 1st with New Year's resolutions would accomplish them. But <laughs> every Six weeks from then, you are you left the gym. You are now a donator to the YMCA rather than a gym user. You have stopped the smoothie plan, right? You bought the yeah. book about the smoothie, the 10-day cleanse, uh-huh. and you've done it once. And you say, you know what? Once is enough. So goal setting is great. But as James Clear says, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. 
So we can have hopes, dreams, pie in the sky, all of that. We can have a cheerleading squad telling us that we're the best. But unless we have the daily activities that lead to the success we want, we will fall short. Oh, this is so good because in Selling from the Heart, I write about non-negotiables and there's certain non-negotiables and we just have to make a commitment to it. It goes all the way back to not only mindset, it goes back to having self-discipline. Yes. It's just simple. I mean, we can say they're simple things, but yet they're so difficult for a lot of people to really see through and obtain, but it's all mindset. It's self-discipline. It's having the self-worth and it's making these things non-negotiable. Even times you really don't feel like doing it, you still got to push through it. You do. You do. And I think that it's easier to have self-discipline when your dream is so big that you'll do anything to get it. Hmm. There's an old expression that says when the dream is, is big enough, when the dream is big enough, the facts don't count. If there is a dream so big that you are willing to, to sweat and cry and claw to get it, it's a lot easier to say, I will prospect and set five appointments every single day because that dream is so worth it. Right? Yeah, I love this. I love this. This is so, so good. And this is the stuff that doesn't get talked about in sales. You know, we talk about product knowledge, we talk about sales skills, but I've heard the quote, I was reminded of Stephen Covey that said 80% of leadership is self-leadership. Mm-hmm. And it's the it, 80% of sales is self-leadership. It's the work we do uh, behind the scenes. And uh, this is, I'm, I'm just I'm cheering you on on this, Cynthia, because I think what we're talking about here is so critical to to uh, breaking through to the next level of success. It's worked for me. And the only reason I can speak to it with such authority is because I've been on both ends of the spectrum. I've been the lowest of the low and I've been the highest of the high. And let me tell you that there is a stark difference between eating tuna and ramen and filet in the south of France. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's so good. When you're looking at, you know, here we are in Q4, we're on the the cusp of 2023, and which is just so hard to even think about is it's crazy. Um, Well, what, what do you see in the sales world right now? What are the trends you're excited about? And what are some things that you're concerned about? I'm excited about people showing up as their best selves unapologetically and selling authentically. There are so many many sales approaches that talk about you've got to do this and this and this and this. And then there are those who challenge the status quo. And they say, as long as I get to the end result legally, morally, and ethically, Mr. Manager, Miss Manager, trust me enough to get there how I want to get there. Just because I'm selling differently than what you think I should doesn't mean that I'm wrong. That's what I'm excited about. And, mm. and, it's, and it's so interesting. I, we always talk, Daryl and I talk about these on sidebar conversations all the time, Cynthia, about how this is such a people business. It's such a relational business and so forth. But yet somehow we set that aside in sales It'll go after all the other things. Why? But, but, but here's, but here's what, what's interesting. Is, question. No, it, it is a great question. 
But if you want to connect to somebody, if you want to relate to somebody, you have to bring your authentic self to the forefront. You have to dig in. And this is what I'm excited about is those salespeople and sales leaders that can develop their people skills and really double down on the relationship building skills. That's what I'm excited for as we push through into the next year. But yeah. you got to be willing to do the work. You are. And I was thinking about this the other day. I have a friend. She's my BFF. No matter what she says she's trying, whether it's uh, a new book, a new recipe, um, a new car, whatever she says, I'm willing to go out and investigate it to see if it's right for me. Why? Because we share such same and similar experiences and I trust her implicitly. And I thought, what would happen if we had that same level of trust and respect with our buyers? Would we be able to say, Miss Buyer, Mr. Buyer, I have your best interests at heart. I've tried X, Y, Z, and I think it might work for you. If they had that level of respect and trust for us, would they be willing to try it? And if so, why do we not know our prospects, our buyers, as well as we do our best friends? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. You're talking our love language here. This is so, <laughs> and it is a language of love. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a language of caring. This is a language of giving a rip. And I, I just, I love the answer to this question about where this is going because I think you're absolutely right. Authenticity, if we want to reach that level of trust, we've got to, we've got to bring our authentic selves to the table. No one's going to trust the corporate robot. No, no. And we've all been guilty of that, I think, especially in social media. Social yeah. media will have you believing that you've got to be quaffed and perfect and articulate and all these different things. And I have a coach because most good coaches have a coach. And my coach says, Cynthia, people want to know you. And I put up roadblocks. I said, I only want yeah. them to know certain things about me. Mm -hmm. The moment I let down my guard, now I'm not going to send you pictures of what I ate for lunch. Yeah, That's just not my yeah. style. No. Um, but I will share with you things that are important to me. And I put up a post yesterday about why I prospect and why I work in Chuck, or I'm sorry, pearl studded Chuck Taylor all-star shoes. And I talked about how I received <laughs> pearls of wisdom from every single conversation. And within yeah. <laughs> 24 hours, that had 17,000 views because people can relate to what I was speaking about. I wasn't promoting anything. I'm not selling Chuck's, Chuck Taylor's. I'm not about to go and bedazzle all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Heavens no. But, but that authenticity about the relatability of you know what, Cynthia? I can relate to that. So why not show up as our best, true, authentic selves? We will attract those people who are drawn to us. Oh, and this, this is so good because I, I love talking about being real, being relatable, and being relevant. And when you can do that, watch what starts to happen. And I was sitting there, I was, I'm looking at Daryl when you were dropping some of this stuff because we get in these conversations, Cynthia, about I'm high relational. Daryl's high value. And mm. over the coming, over the years, I'm breaking Daryl down really, really good. Cynthia, oh, I'm breaking because, you down too, Larry. Well, I, it's, it's, it's all good, but it's about connecting and relating. And especially right. you bring up social media, Cynthia, is, you know, people put their best selves out there on social, right? Because it's this, it's, it's the big stage, mm -hmm. but yet the most relatable messages is when somebody's real. And they can mm -hmm. connect to the message when there's no facade around it. Think about that one for a second. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I've put pictures up of me with zero makeup, um, mud on my shoes. My favorite posts are about fishing and how it relates to sales. And (laughs) people can relate to stories like that. You know, we're always trying to get the big one, the big one. And that's why fishermen and fisherwomen go out every single weekend. We try (laughs) to get the big one. And nine times out of 10, the only thing we catch is a buzz. So, um, <laughs> it's, it's an exercise in futility, but every so often you will catch something big. I caught a shark and I thought, wow, what's after that? What's after a shark? What do you catch after a shark? I have no what's idea. The answer. I, I don't no know, but I'm going to we'll find out. out right? I'm going to find out <laughs> next Sunday. Yes. <laughs> when I go fishing, I usually catch something like one of those Chuck Taylor shoes. Although none of them have had <laughs> pearls on them. <laughs> What a fun conversation. Hey, Cynthia, we're in the middle of uh, National Women in Sales Month. And as we're rounding out our conversation today, I'd just love to hear what your perspective is. The work you're doing is amazing. In fact, why don't you tell our listeners about what's going on at the association? Uh, We are focusing for um, this quarter and for next year on performance. We're unpacking what it takes for women in sales to reach that top 1%. We've talked about it for years. Now we're actually getting into more of the tactical, here's what it takes and here's how to craft a plan for you. So we've got experts coming in to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, those things that people talk about in the dark corners of the room. They're not comfortable conversations, but if we're going to move the needle where it hasn't gone before, we've got to have these conversations. We've got to unpack and dig into where it hurts a little bit because that's where the true change comes. Oh, is there, can you give us a sneak peek into some of these uncomfortable conversations if you don't mind? (laughs) One of those uncomfortable conversations is realizing that I'm not as good as I think I am. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because you may be at the top of your leaderboard and your management may be telling you you're doing everything right. But the reality is that if you are at the top of the leaderboard, you are only at the top of what your company's leaderboard is. You should never compare yourself to the top of the leaderboard because you are limiting yourself. What if you said the top of the leaderboard is $250,000 a quarter? Why not set your goal for a million dollars a quarter? Who's to say that you can't get that? When you compare yourself to your company's standard of success, you Mm. limit yourself and prevent yourself from going further. Like Pitbull says, don't tell me to reach for the sky when there's footprints on the moon. Oh, oh, wow. That's... (sighs) I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> the work you're doing is amazing. Um, what encouragement? We obviously we the Selling from the Heart podcast uh, has a large group of female sales professionals, which is fantastic. In all of this, what encouragement would you give, especially to? I, I'm going to ask for like women that are thinking about getting into sales. Maybe they're listening to the podcast, going, "I got an opportunity here. I'm not sure if I should do this or not." What would you say? Oh, do it. Do it, do it, do it. If you're scared, do it anyway. Awesome. If you don't know how to do it, jump and grow wings on the way down and find a support system. <laughs> I, I tell women all the time, your job as a woman in sales, your job as a woman, period, is to make as much money as humanly possible, as fast as possible. And people say, you know, Cynthia, I'm not money motivated. And that's okay. Money provides you security. Money provides you options. 
We all want options. The more money you have, the more people you can help. You want to tie the church, make more money so you can tithe more. You're as part of the sandwich generation. You've got aging parents on one side and college age kids on the other. Wouldn't it be great to be able to determine where mom and dad spend their final days rather than you saying, I don't have enough money to help them. Wouldn't it be great if you could kick Sally Mae to the curb for your kids? Money provides security and provides options. That's why we want to make as much money as possible. So we have options. I love it. I've, I've, I've always said the more you invest, the more you can collect. Yes. Yes. So, so powerful. How can people get more Cynthia Barnes in their lives? Ah, LinkedIn. I am all over LinkedIn. Yes, yes you are. <laughs> that I do know. <laughs> yes. Follow me on LinkedIn. Um, you can check out Cynthia's Corner on NAWSP.org. Um, I'm I, I'm all over the place. All you've got to do is type in Cynthia Barnes on Google and, and I'm at the top spot. Oh, fantastic. Larry, this is what a great conversation today. I, I knew it was going to be good, I, but I, no, Cynthia... It's been, Thank this you. Has been great. I love conversations like this. So as we as we get ready to wrap up, Cynthia, give us 60, 60 more seconds of some Cynthia Barn nuggets. Okay, so here's the deal. The folks at Amway, the multi-level marketing system, concluded about 30, 40 years ago that sales professionals need an influx of motivation every 90 days. So what that means for us as sales professionals is we need to be amongst our peers getting fed knowledge, skills, and how to level up every 90 days. Because at that 90 day point, we start to deflate. Again, we're 99% of the time we're getting kicked. Right. Mm -hmm. So the top professionals I know, and this is a huge secret, we attend conferences every 90 days. I don't care if they're virtual, in person, but we need some type of conference to fill our bucket because a empty pitcher, an empty pitcher cannot pour. We can't throw show up as our best selves. I almost said throw up. We can't <laughs> show up as our best selves if we're not full. So attend some type of conference every 90 days. Great, great advice. Cynthia, what a wonderful conversation. Thanks for all you do for the profession. Thank you. And thanks for investing us here at Selling from the Heart. What a treat. You made awesome. the conversation so easy. Thank you both so much. Oh, you're welcome. Awesome. Awesome. Larry, what oh. an amazing conversation. And what a great ending on all of this. I, I think this concept of filling the bucket back up is is so critical. And, and I love... I love when I get to do this, and I think this is something that is so critical to look for ways to continually fill your bucket. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite sayings is to know thyself is to value thyself. And mm -hmm. this is a great opportunity as we're, you know, as we're in the middle or the start of the fourth quarter, you're rolling into 2023. Make that personal investment in yourself. Make that deep commitment, bring self-discipline, make it non-negotiable that I will continue to and I will double down and work on myself. Absolutely. And of course, if you are a sales leader, we've got a great opportunity for you to do that in just a few weeks at the Breakthrough Sales Leaders Retreat. We're so excited about this event with Dave Sanderson, special guest, um, Larry, myself, an amazing group of sales leaders will be gathering on October 20th in sunny Fort Worth, Texas. So go to BreakthroughSalesRetreat.com. 
and uh, snag a last minute ticket to that event. It's going to be fantastic. Larry, uh, as we're wrapping this conversation up today, I just want to say a huge shout out to everyone in the Selling from the Heart Insiders group, the community of sales professionals out there that are doing what Cynthia talked about today. They're saying, I want to be authentic. I want to bring my genuine self to the table. This is an incredibly inspirational community of people to be a part of. And I just want to say to, out to our community, <laughs> I'm thankful to be a part of it. In the coming episodes, we're going to have more and more voices from the Selling from the Heart Insiders group. I want everyone to hear from fellow sales professionals that are doubling down on authenticity and committing to it. Larry, this is just so much fun right now. You know, it, it is. And, and what I really love about the Insiders group is to watch people who come in, who decide to join who come in and they, and they just sit in the background. Then all of a sudden they start leveraging a little bit of their voice mm -hmm. and a little bit of voice. And then all of a sudden I start seeing their self-confidence start building up and build beautiful. up and build up. And then they take that out into the field. They take that out in the marketplace. And I just, I'm so thankful to just to see the growth inside this group with certain individuals. It's just been amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you to everybody who's listening. Thank you to everybody who's leaving reviews and sharing the podcast. It helps us spread this movement of authenticity inside the sales profession. And until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, do the hard work to know yourself, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.